The pavement of stray rocks crackled underneath the tires of the van pulling in. On any other day, children would be playing outdoors, there'd be joggers going by, people would be mowing their lawns, anything. Anything for a perfect summer afternoon like this. Though, it was short-lived as the engine cut, pop music being replaced by the whirring of the engine cooling down. Ever since the rumor spread, neighbors had been avoiding the dingy house. There were hopeful souls, some who believed he had left or been busy, but most accepted readily that he was most likely gone. For days, it was just simple whispers, but today, there was confirmation. On the side of the van, in blue text, read, New Tomorrow Cleaners. Christ, Teddy said, opening the door. What a pigsty. The house itself was a two-level white house, with an attic to crown the once beautiful home. The walls of the house were stained with grout and marked by age, partially caused by the leaking storm drains. Grouping up the walls were the overgrown bushes that once complemented the porch of the house, though it may have been good the porch was covered, as the wood of the porch was littered with dirt and cobwebs. The other team is gonna hate this. Tanvir shook his head with a slight smirk. He had stepped out from the other side, allowing for the third member to follow. Another squatter case? Jeremy asked, shutting the door. You don't know? Of Course not. Nobody ever tells me. Teddy flicked his layer to life, touching it to the end of his cigarette bounced between his teeth. He answered, pretty simple. Dude hadn't been seen for weeks. Car hadn't moved, mailbox was overflowing, nothing. Neighbor had called for a welfare check and they found him dead in the basement. Heart attack, supposedly. Jeremy blinked. Is it bad? To which Teddy chuckled. <laughs> bad? Jeremy, you know the answer. Two weeks. Two weeks. We lucked out this time, but there's still a ton of blood and bile. The dehumidifier gave out too, so we're gonna have a real picnic down there. Ugh. Tanbeer cringed. I'll get the mask then. Please do. I'll show you what the scene looks like, then we can get our equipment. Teddy took a long drag of a cigarette and then dropped it to the pavement. Then, grounded in with his steel-toed boot. Tanvir retrieved the jumpsuits from the back of the van. They threw them on over their work shirts with the crinkle of a vinyl bag. While Jeremy and Tanvir zipped them up, Teddy had simply put it over his pants and tied the sleeves around his waist. It was a common thing he did, and likely not what he was allowed to do, though the others never cared enough to tell him otherwise. The reality was that this wasn't anything new. They've seen far worse. Popped cadavers, melting, maggots, all of it. At most, all they'd have to do was clean up the blood, disinfect, and dispose of whatever was down there. Easy job by all standards. Yet, on this hot day, the three still dreaded the idea of being down there in the human basement, thick with the stench of fermented death. Even with the body gone, the new circulation of air had only relieved a bit of pressure down there. Teddy remembered silently chuckling about how the police must have reacted upon opening the door. The porch boards creaked and moaned under each member's weight. Careful, Ted. You sure you won't fall through these? Sandra teased. Teddy just laughed. If it were a stranger, he'd punch their lights in. But ever since beating Tanbeer, the two had grown to love making fun of each other. Playful jabs were their specialty, and made easy by their cartoony appearance next to each other. Tanbeer, long and skinny, and Teddy built like a brick house. Meanwhile, Jeremy was the one in the middle to watch it all. The house opened to a foyer. Within it was a collection of shoes for men, women, and children, all with a layer of dust on them. Same for the key rack, left in a bare-bones state and with letters haphazardly stuck into the top. Ahead was the entrance to three rooms and a staircase upstairs. The one on the left led to a living room full of boxes and furniture from the 1950s, and the one on the right, surrounded by boxes, went into a room that could only be presumed as a media room. Dear lord, Tanvir muttered, shaking his head. Just follow me, Teddy said, unfazed. The three continued, where they could all get a better look. Jeremy looked into the living room and saw the same yellow furniture, presented towards a table with several radios stacked on top of it. On the bottom was a radio from the 1930s, and on the top was one from as late as 2009. There were dresses full of fine china and figurines of fairies. At the right angle, you'd be able to see the place where the lights would go, stuck with burnt-out light bulbs in them. How old was the victim, Teddy? Jeremy looked up to the ginger. 
27, I think. Late 20s, definitely. No way. No, all of this is from like the 1950s. Actually, I, I think so. L look here. Tanvir pointed Jeremy to the media room. There was a new decade. A box TV sat directly across from them, bounced on top of an antique stand. Underneath was stuffed with a DVD player, VHS player, cable box, and gaming console. Besides the stand and wrapping around the walls were shelves and shelves of magazines, DVDs, and tapes. There was a small container dedicated to games, though it was easily dwarfed by everything else surrounding it. There were a few leather chairs in there, some covered in tape to make them look more presentable than they actually were. Order situation. Simple. Come on. I want to get this over with, Teddy asserted. As much as he would have loved to sit around and judge, he knew they had much worse things to get to first. They began to follow him down the hallway and into the kitchen. We've seen worse, anyways. Yeah, I know, I just... I haven't seen things so... sectioned off, Tanvir said, shrugging his shoulders. Really? Thought this would have made you feel better. Tanvir scrunched his nose. Well, no. I don't know, it just feels like I'm looking at different eras crammed into one room. It's, it's kind of jarring. Well, don't worry. <laughs> I'll be here to hold your hand if we find the 70s. Teddy chuckled, echoed by Jeremy <laughs> Snicker behind the two. Tanvir didn't laugh or respond. Instead, he just turned away and took in the disaster of a kitchen. Grime coated the counters and ran down the sides of cabinet doors, though on an extension was a cleaner part where books were stacked. The cookbooks didn't register as he went right to the sci-fi and paranormal, pinned under an old can of soda. Cryptozoology. I don't even know what this is. Demons and spirits. Oh, shit. That's not even what it is. Cryptozoology. I don't, I don't even know what this is. Demons, spirits. Tanvir began muttering to himself while Jeremy came up behind him. Whoa! Sick! Yeah, that's a way of describing it. Tanvir flipped through the pages, looking at the scratchy illustrations of demons and supernatural beings. Freaky. Vir! Germ! Come on, I found the old door to the basement. Teddy called from down the hall. Tanvir gladly put the book down and hurried after him. Jeremy followed close after. The two joined Teddy in staring down the rugged staircase. As they descended the staircase, it curved around a wall, soon revealing the second door at the bottom. Teddy looked confused, not remembering it being there the last time he visited, but he quickly shook it off and opened the door. Where's the blood? This doesn't sound like what you told us, Jeremy asked. I, it, it should be here, Teddy simply replied. There was an old armchair across them with a window letting in natural light. On top of it all, there were no stains, no smells of death, nothing that would tell you a man died in there. Just dust and items indicative of a poor man's man cave. Teddy shook his head and went deeper into the room. This is nothing like what I saw. What the hell? He was at a loss for words. Looking to his left, holding a dartboard, was a staircase leading... up. Tanvir tried to reason. Maybe there's two ways downstairs? You saw the house. It's way too small to have two staircases. Even then, what house has two staircases to one room? Hey, hey, no need to yell at me. I'm just guessing. Because clearly, this is a dead end. Do, do we go up? No, no, maybe I just opened the wrong door. Teddy shook his head and ascended to the original staircase's back up. Tanvir followed without second thought. Jeremy reluctantly tailed, refusing to be the only one down there. Teddy was already at the top by then and failed to notice the door being closed again. He threw it open, though soon lost that confidence when he processed his surroundings. Tanvir saw him recoil back. Ted? Teddy? He saw past him into the room, letting his eyebrows jump. Inside was a long corridor with a total of four doors. Along the sides were family photos and children's drawings. This was not the kitchen. Teddy? Teddy?
Thank you so much for listening to House Call. My name is Sprite, and if you'd like more art and updates, you can follow me at MKG Sprite Stain on Instagram and Twitter.